Welcome back to Asinine Radio, a weekly podcast where we talk about music and, well, that's pretty much it. So, uh, let's go! This is Asinine Radio. This is the weekly music podcast where every week we get into our fearless beer review. We get into the vinyl stuff, stuff we've been listening to, stuff we picked up, Jeff's new record store, Desert Groove Records. Um, And then we round it out with some new music and other happenings in the music world. My name is Tyler, and way out there, hundreds of miles away, is Jeff. While you're listening, go to Spotify, Apple Podcasts, give us five stars, and five stars only. Please go do that. And uh, that's all I got for the boring intro. So let's jump right into it, Jeff. Into our fearless beer review. Beer review. What do you got? Go. Oh, that's that one. Yeah, I don't. Um, I just I just dug in the fridge again today. I'm pretty. I've been pretty pretty lazy past couple of weeks here. Pretty lazy or pretty busy? Pretty. Well, I guess it's it's busy, but like, I, you know what I mean? Like on the way home, I just couldn't stop by the liquor store and pick it something up. So like, it's it takes five minutes. So it's it's a little bit of both. It's true. Yeah, yeah, I, I don't like that excuse. Like, I was too busy. Like in Seinfeld, when he says, "I was t- like, why didn't you call me back? I was too busy." What do you mean you're too busy? It takes five minutes. Pick up a phone. Yeah, so I, I never, never, I never bought that <laughs> too busy thing. Because um, you're not too busy for five uh, minutes. You're not too much stuff to take care. Not, that's, but, that's but for think sure. you could you could spare five minutes a week. You could spare five minutes. Okay. Yes, that's true. That's but I didn't. So equal parts lazy and busy. <laughs> um, but I do have a good beer. What else? I've, what do you got? I've, I've a blind pig. It's been sitting in the fridge, in uh, the other front of the pod section section. But he hasn't drank it, so I switched it out with another beer. I'll see if he notices. <laughs> <laughs> He'll get mad like, and then forget five minutes later. Yeah, I don't, I don't think he will. He'll be like, "Have you did you drink that blind pig?" I said, "I didn't. I didn't. No, I didn't. I didn't see a blind pig. No, mm, no. I don't even know what that is. Sorry, no." Never heard of it. So yeah, that's what uh, that's what I got. It's a, it's a blind pig. But no, this is not blind this pig. is not fridge. I don't even know when this was made. Doesn't even, oh yeah, it says right there. Bottled on ooh four twenty. Four twenty blaze it, bro. That's got a bunch of not fresh at all. Probably got a bunch of nugs soaking in there. <laughs> probably <laughs> super hot, dude. Oh man, Mike would not drink that. Anyway, um, I have a uh, I have something I had a lot of and um something i really enjoy and i haven't had for a long time and that is sierra nevada's pale ale just their their regular old plain old people plain old, it's not people. Plain old people but their pale ale handcrafted ale it's bottle conditioned from like i said sierra nevada brewing up in chico chico california it's 5.6 abv uh got a six pack of it and i just i i just i enjoy it i like the label the nice green label and uh, I don't know. I'm just ready, ready to start drinking. Five point six, little pussy. What do you? What is yours? Like eight, right? Six point two foot. Oh, that's <laughs> not even that much more. That's, that's stupid. All right, here we go. Here we go. Mm. Oh yeah. Mm. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. There, buddy. And yours fresh? It's. I mean, it tastes fresh. It tastes fine. Tastes fresh. Tastes fine. Tastes fine. All tastes right. Fresh, yeah. So. Yeah, let's give our that we're gonna rate our beers based off of our world famous three point rating system. Where three is a perfect beer, two is a good beer. You're gonna continue to drink. One is a bad beer, but give it a shot. And zero is a drain pour. So, what do you give the blind pig? 
I think I do usually give this upwards of, of a three. You know, I've, I've changed my ways a little bit. I'm being a little bit more, a little more conservative with my grading. Um, being but boring. Is, I guess some may call it boring. Some may call it uh, being a little bit more objective rather than always having goggles on. Um, but this is a good beer. 2.8. <laughs> 2.8. Uh, um, Alright, uh, Raul, leave a review for, your, for yours I think he did I'm sure he did We can read it again while you talk Let me look it up Okay, so yeah, my, my Sierra Nevada Pale Ale Like I said, solid beer Pours out a really nice like golden oh. brown And um, ah, this is a damn fine beer This is really delicious Just the right amount of hops Right amount of freshness It's um, It's smashable, honestly, for for this kind of pale ale, it's smashable. It doesn't have like the normal like bite that normal pale ales do or IPAs do. Um, this is like more in the vein of like if nobody's ever had a Sierra Nevada, it's kind of like in the vein of of uh, Sam Adams, the Sam Adams Lager, which I don't even think is a lager because it's more like a pale ale in my opinion. But um, it's a Vienna lager. Yeah, it's a what? A Vienna lager. Is that really what it what it is? Yeah, Vienna style lager. Really? You I didn't know that. Oh shit. Okay, Same so with, uh, Dos Equis Amber. Vienna Lager. Wow. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I did not know that. Did the more you low, that. the more you know. The more, the more you low. The more you low. The more you low. So my uh, my pale ale from this brewery. I'm gonna have to give this. I'm gonna have to give this a perfect three. This is this is just. Dude, come on. It's just so. It's so good. Come on. It just. It it just makes you feel nice when you drink it. It's like makes you it's something familiar that's just so fucking delicious. So yeah, the Sierra Nevada Pale Ale, perfect three out of three. I don't I don't throw out threes very often like you. Yeah. So so it actually means something when there I should when be I a limit it. on threes. It, it, we should have like a lottery, like the amount of threes you have, and then you're done. You're, you're done for the year. No more threes. <laughs> so, so use them <laughs> that's sparingly. Not fair. That's not fair. You use too many of them. No, but there are more than. What if there are more than three it's things like, that are perfect? It's like that's, you're just printing. That's just, what you're doing is just printing money. You're 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 deflating the value well, of the threes by printing threes. Is what's happening here. This podcast is about no restrictions. You're flooding the it's market. It's all about no restrictions. You're flooding the market, and, and you're you're putting a restriction on me. Well, you're flooding the market. System. Well, that's wrong. So, uh, did Raul? Um, he did, and this was he, a good review okay. too. I, I remember this one. You'll remember this one too. It's funny. Uh, he gave it. He he gave it a bad score. Um, but let's let, here we go. Oh, on, that's right. On tap at the joint, Hollingshead in Orange, California. Uh uh-uh, uh. No way, no how. Like the last ten years of R. Kelly's career, Rel not feeling it. Going into this bad boy, <laughs> you might be thinking that you'd be getting Pliny's little brother. Yeah, maybe a little bro still had his braces on and only showered once a week. Not only is Rel not digging it, he ain't even feeling it in the average sort of way. Too hoppy. Just tastes like nasty, nasty. For the hype, I do not suggest. And there's an edit. Wow. There's an edit. He's uh-huh. like, hot dog. Another one of Raul's tripping episodes. All down the line, this thing is smoother <laughs> than George Clooney. Maybe something was wrong during Raul's first few attempts, but like a fluffy cloud that just gracefully floats by, Raul is intoxicated by its beauty. Wow. <laughs> That's good. I do remember that review, though. I, I remember totally the, remember I that. remember the intoxicated by its beauty part. <laughs> so stupid. That's, in a, that's, a, that's a lyric in a song, too. Is it intoxicated by your beauty? Oh, it's a Treyu. Yeah, it's an, it's it's one of the songs off Suicide Notes and Butt Kisses. Yeah, I think we talked about this too. We probably did. Because there's no we way Raul knows that. 
But I mean, he he is from clearly from Orange County. If he goes to Hollingshead in Orange, I'm sure like which is intoxicated by your beauty. I'm sure that's not like a, a tray. You probably didn't come up with that. That's probably from no. They poem. did. They did. Do you want me to Google it right now? They did Google it. Intoxicated yeah. by <laughs> your beauty. Intoxicated by your beauty. B a u t y. That's exactly how Alex sang it too. Yeah, I was right. I trade you. I trade you. Did it first. Whoa. Uh, uh, that's I true. See, well, I anyway, see poems here that are, I, I am intoxicated with your beauty. I see that that pops up a lot before I trade you. Well, that's not that's not the 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 line, is it? Oh my god, it's not intoxicated by your beauty. Is not the same thing. I can I can even only spell beauty because of Bruce Almighty. What? what Bruce Almighty? I don't remember yeah. that. Because he he says beautiful. He goes B E A U T full. That's how oh I always remember God. how to spell beautiful and beauty. It's a tough word. It's a stupid word. It is. It's a very stupid word. Yeah. Qu- squish English language is stupid. Yeah, it's fucking dumb. Yes. All right. So Raul did leave a review for uh, the, the my pale ale as well on Beer Advocate. This this goes back all the way to February of 2012. Uh, he gave it a 4.45 out of five. Very high rating. So this is what he said. Out of the bottle and into the nonic at my pad. I call this I call this the king the the King Kong of beers. Straight up the best big micro y'all can get. No explanation. Raul almost feel ineffable. But nah, I got it. Darn <laughs> things smell like a sack of Jedi Kush straight out of Humboldt. Y'all can't tell me there is wait. Y'all can't tell me there's not a better smell than a fresh poured pale ale than this. Taste like Mount Pompeii busted an explosion all up in my mouth in a good way. Crazy like, crazy like flavor on all cylinders. Wait, crazy like, crazy like flavor on all cylinders and hidden every stride. I like this because it smells good, tastes good, it gets you faded, and the wankers (laughs) choke when they take a sip. Yep. I like that. His reviews are hard to read. Yeah, the Jedi he's probably, Kush, he's probably like drinking, right? Like, I don't know. He's probably several <laughs> deep. I have such a difficult time reading his reviews every fucking week. Just like the straight consciousness uh, way he writes things. I know. <laughs> it really is. Uh, he's the best. He's the best. Shout out to Raul Mondesi. Um, former bass player. Or not bass player. Baseball player. He could have been baseball. Possibly. Could have been a baseball player. Yeah, you're right. He could have been. But um, I don't know. That's all I got for the Fearless Beer Review. You got anything else? Uh-uh. All right. So let's jump into the vinyl stuff, stuff we've listened to, stuff we've been listening to, stuff we got this week, your record store. I'm sure you got some shit to talk about. So let's get into that. What do you got, Jeff? Go. Oh, and also, all the songs we talk about, since we can't play them on, play them on the podcast anymore, uh, there's, a, there's a Spotify playlist link in the description of this episode, so you can listen along if you'd like. So what do you got, Jeff? Go. Yeah, we've been open like a week and a half barely. We just we've just we got an amazing collection in a lot of super rare psych, a lot of just like stone cold mint thirteen floor elevator stuffs, some original stuff. Yeah, you got a you got a good lot, man. That, just I, like, dude, what you sent me was insane. insane. It's crazy. Like this guy, this guy had, has had them since like the seventies, and, and he joined like the navy and was in the navy for like ten years. But first, he was in. He, he grew up in Frisco, and so he was in the scene in the '70s in the Frisco scene. And yeah. he was just telling me about just how much acid he did and how much fucking drugs that he did. And he said it was a great time. And I I do believe him. I, he has no reason to lie. And he had a lot of memorabilia from that era. 
and just like a lot of the pressings that he had were, were originals. They're from the 70s. And I was like, are these yours? He's like, yeah. I just never got rid of them. And I joined the Navy and I put them in storage and I got them back not that long ago and I just don't fucking want them anymore. And I was just like entranced by this guy's story. And I was like, this is fucking amazing. <laughs> so he was a lot of cool stuff. Stories with, oh man. That was, there's some, I can't believe some of that Stooges stuff too. The OGs of that Stooges stuff. Yeah. Stuff that just we're never going to see ever again. And I'm surprised that we even saw it this early. Yeah. A week and a half in. <laughs> like crazy, the biggest, th- like like this stuff that we're selling, because we're still small. We're still very small. We're still very unknown. But this is the kind of stuff that if like Record Safari posted on their Instagram, there'd be a fucking line before they opened. Oh, for sure. Yeah. There'd be, there'd be 15 people there clamoring, they're paying whatever they want. A lot more than we're asking too. Very reasonable prices we're asking. But yeah, that guy would sell within fucking hours, minutes. Honestly, honestly. No, you're right. You're right. Like some of these records, some of these pressings that we got in, they're not even like not even for sale on Discogs. Like no one, no one even has it to sell because they're that fucking rare. It's that rare. So yeah, you got some good, good shit. And if good if shit. anybody's interested in exactly what he got, he post. You guys have been posting it on your Instagram, Desert Groove Records on Instagram. Yeah, go to the Instagram. Um, go check it out. Go to the website if you want to buy something. Give mad hookups. Yeah. Exactly. You guys are going to be doing the, your full online store probably in the next couple months, right? It depends on how the in-store goes. If we're making a bunch okay. of money, then we'll probably just keep it that way. And then if people want to... We've already had some people want to buy stuff through Instagram. And um, that's a different whole different ball game. But yeah, I mean, we don't care where we sell things. We just want to get records into the people that want them's hands. Not flippers, not resellers, not scalpers, not any of those fuckers. People that want these records. That's who we want these records to go to. Exactly, exactly. Yeah. But yeah, so anyway, here's my here's my stuff. Most of my stuff this week, except right, for we my actual pick of the week, is just upgrades. But uh, the first, the first thing here is Run DMC, Raising Hell. Um, I guess I can go not in order of the Spotify playlist. It doesn't matter. Yeah, it doesn't matter. Raising Hell. Um, this is their third album. I had a Vital Me Please pressing of this just because the album's great. It's a perfect fucking hip hop album. One of the best hip hop albums of all time. But. Oh. That's come on, don't be stupid. But <laughs> an OG, like, a, like an original Canadian pressing, came in super fucking clean. Looks like you never even played. And I was like, well, I'm switching that one out. So I brought in my Vinyl Me Please. So now I have an original copy of this that is that actually looks cleaner than my Vinyl Me Please copy. They both sound great. It's a Canadian pressing too, so that's I don't know, that's kind of cool, I guess. Yeah. But yeah, dude, raising hell. Come on, are you, are you kidding me? Are you kidding me right now? It's good. No, it's good. What are you talking about? I wouldn't say it's like, it's one of the best. It is one of yeah, the best. No, it's it fucking one great. of the most iconic. It is yeah. one of the best. And it's got your boy in there. Rick Rubin get in there and stuck his little <laughs> wheezy little fucking fingers all over this which thing. Is a, which, which I'm surprised you like it so much because you, you claim to not like Rick Rubin. So I like I it. Like, what do they say? I like it in spite of him. I like it even, even though he's on it. I still like it. Okay. That little shit. Okay. Get your fucking get out of here! What are you fucking Rick Rubin? Ugh, barf, nasty. Dude, I saw I saw pictures of his um, fuck, what was it? Something, some Instagram post. Somebody was posting pictures of like the inside of his house he did for some magazine. Dude, the inside of his house is so goddamn pretentious, and it was so obnoxious. Of course, it's it like is. very very minimalist, and and like ugh, it was just annoying and gross. I don't know. I just wanted to throw that out there. It's just it annoyed the shit out of me when I saw those I pictures. I just I, I just I, I don't even care. I just think he's annoying. I really? And do. I like Rick Rubin. I like Rick Rubin. Yeah, you think you do because he just backpacks on on success and says, oh, I'll, "I'll join this one too. I'll make it great." 
even though it would have been just as good without you. But I don't right. know, man. When no, we I look know. at when I we know. look at Delaus, Delaus in the Comatorium, we've heard the the pre Rick Rubin stuff, and it's good. But the Rick Rubin one versions were better. They were honestly better. That's just one example. Perfect example right there. Eh. Well, got him. Eh. Got him. That's, that's, that's not even the best Mark record, but that's fine. Well, it's not the, but it's still a perfect, amazing record. Get the fuck out of here! You're just throwing in these stupid things that that have that are completely unrelated. Completely fucking unrelated. <laughs> I'm just saying. I, I just, You're I just, me off. I don't, I don't care I'm anymore. Mad. I don't care about Rick Rubin anymore. I don't care. 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 Okay. All right. Whatever. What else you got? I don't care. I don't care. I don't care. What song is that? It's Weezer, baby. I'm a dude. I want to. That's a great song, man. Rick Rubin. Rick Rubin is your boy. See, yeah. Yep, yep. Next thing is that part's so good though. <laughs> it is good. I, I wish I kind of wish they would have hit like a, like a little one two chicky on the drums there before they went in. Maybe uh, that could have been cool. Ding, 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 instead of just like and then pause. And but then the silence is good too. I don't know. It's I kind of I kind of like both, both ways would have been good. Okay. Whatever. Yeah, uh, Master of Reality. I, I, I traded my, I had an 80s NEMS copy. I traded that one in and got a, a it's cleaner than my 80s ones. Um, it's not mm-hmm. super, super clean, but it's a lot cleaner and it's and it's a first press. So I traded that one in. Mostly, mostly it was, uh, it was on the Instrumental Orchid. That's the one that had the most noise on my copy. And that's the softest mm-hmm. song on the album. That's the instrumental one where it's just like super soft. And then like my, my it was very noisy on my copy. So I'm happy to have a good copy of that. Great album. We did that one on the pod. No, Amazing record. We didn't do that. Oh, pod. we didn't do Master Reality. Talk, no, we, we talked about the pod though. Exactly. We've only I, ever done Paranoid, which is a lost episode now. Um, and then uh, Sabbath Sabbath. Master Reality is my, my favorite Sabbath record. So... Mm-hmm. That's wrong, dude. Wow. Well, I don't know about that. Next thing I got is uh, it's from the Mars Hotel. I the the, the Grateful Dead's albums, the Mars mm-hmm. Hotels is their seventh from '74. Mm-hmm. I had a um, a MoFi copy of this one, so it was, sounded great, super clean. But then this one came in and it was an original, and it was like fucking dude mint. Like no one ever played it. This came from from Deadhead Fred, the the psychedelic '70s acid guy. And I just I, I first of all, I, I don't even see this one in the wild that often, and if I do, it's always beat the shit. And this one was just as clean as my MoFi copy, so traded the MoFi one in and scooped this one up. And, nice, uh, dude. This is trading a fucking a MoFi. Wow. This is a good album, man. This is a, especially like, especially they're just as clean as each other, and the sound quality mm-hmm. is is comparable. Like I'm just I'm more in it now for just the idea of how many hands have touched this thing over the years, maybe like Jerry Garcia, I touched this one at some point. I don't know. Cause it came from <laughs> deadhead Fred and he lived in Frisco in the seventies. Right. So yeah. I don't know. Like, yeah. That's just cool. And it came with a story. Like my, my MoFi copy. I don't even know where the fuck I got that one. Well, I don't, I don't yeah, know. Where would you have got that from? I had to have been like Nichols or something, but he would yeah. have, no, nah, it probably was nickel. Cause he does pretty cheap. Yeah. Cause you're not going to spend a hundred dollars on a MoFi pressing. Uh, Except you, you did, you did though on sketches of Spain, actually, right? No, didn't you buy the MoFi? Uh, no, I was going to because they were going to do the the half the half step ones, the the ultra disc. But then the whole MoFi gate happened, 
and then they, oh, they yeah. canceled it. And they were going to cut it on double LP at 45, and they stopped that. And I was like, well, what the fuck is the point here? Like, am I paying this much money? If, first of all, you guys just got caught doing something you said you weren't going to do, and you're not even pressing <laughs> it to 245. It's 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 going to be like a normal pressing that, that I have. So fuck off. I'm not paying $100 yeah. for that. But no, I paid I paid $70 for my MoFi Green. That's on $100, though. And I paid, in the same day, I paid 70 for my MoFi Green. I, I paid fucking like 70 for my... Mofi Lion and the Witch, and then yeah, that's true. I paid, I think forty, fifty, sixty, forty for my Mofi Blue album. It's all the same day. I think I spent like five hundred dollars. I forgot you had the Mofi Blue. And then damn, yeah, that's the only Weezer Mofis I have. They didn't have the Mofi Make Believe. Otherwise, I would have bought that one too. You don't even like Make Believe. But it's a Mofi. It's Weezer. Gotta have it. <laughs> Okay, fucking Mr. Collector okay, over here. Okay, corn, right? <laughs> Did you like the song Don't I chose for the Grateful Dead? Don't ever criticize Did me again. Did you like you, the you song that me, I chose for the Grateful Dead? You just told me that you would buy a MoFi Make Believe. So don't ever, ever say that that me. I have too many too many corn records. Dude, the MoFi Make oh, the, 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 the Make Believe is better than half of Corn's discography. That is so stupid. You're right. That is stupid. I, I, I should rephrase better that. Better than one. It's the make better believe than album one is record. better than 75 percent of Corn's discography. There you go. <laughs> is that better? Thank you. That is a fact. But again, did uh, you like the Grateful okay. Dead's songs? No, is, that's cool. I did not. That's awesome. I did not. I don't get. I still don't get it. I want to get it, but I just I I can't. One day. It's not even just the vocals on here. I just thought the music in general just was. Boring and dull. I just so plain. I was just plain old people. There's nothing to me. There's Oof. nothing unique about Oof. the Grateful Dead. Oof. Oof. There's not. Okay. Okay. Except That's, that they put out a lot of live records. Those are those are words. Sure. Um, yeah. No. I I love this album. <laughs> it, it came out after Wake of the Flood, um, which is kind of like a more jazzy thing that they did, which I don't. I just don't like. So this is kind of getting back to like the basics with the Americana mixed with the psychedelic stuff. And I love it. I love this album. Love it. So yeah. Okay. okay. I'm glad. Yeah, I'm glad fine. you enjoy it. That's fine. Glad you enjoy it. Um, Big Brother and the Holding Company, Cheap Thrills. Mm-hmm. This is this is a record that I have, dude. I have never seen this fucking record in any any shape better than like at best VG. It's always beat the shit. Like I, I've I've never seen an OG two I that that is not beat the shit. Mm. Like have you like they're, I they're, do, you, do you check them very often? Do I check out what? Do you check these these records very often? I don't know. Like, what do you mean check them? Do you do you know what album this is? I don't know what album this is. No. Did you did you listen to it? I listened to the song, but I don't know what Son it is. Like I, I know they're from San Francisco, this and is, it sounds is, like they're very fuzz psych driven. Or not this is Joplin psych, but more before she was like Joplin. This is her, okay. like her band. But I'm telling That's you, why like, I didn't like it. <laughs> now that you're going out and 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 you know what this is, just start uh-huh. taking these out when you see them, and then open them up, and and then if you see the two, they call it like the two I. That's the two uh, the capital things on the left and the right side, because because later pressings of capital were like a circular label. Mm-hmm. But start checking these down. I guarantee you're never gonna fucking see this better than like VG, and you're still gonna go okay. for like fifteen twenty bucks. But this is just like fucking mint. Same guy. This is Deadhead Fred. Got Deadhead this. Fred. I'm just like, holy fuck, man. I've just never seen it like this. And I'll tell you, but do you I don't actually like, like the record? So this is their second album. 
1968. Yeah. I don't really like Joplin that much. I just don't. I don't either. She's yeah. a little too much. She's a little too much for me. I'm just not into that. Just don't don't really care for her. But this record is just like the perfect blend of her, of her gritty and soulful voice, which I understand. Like it's it's good. But then, but it's, she's also yeah. very messy. She's also very messy. She's also very sloppy in like her delivery. And this this is good because she's working around the band, and like the blues stuff, is not just like like straightforward blues, but it's like a psychedelic kind of like blues rock. Mm-hmm. To where nobody really knows where they're gonna go. Kind of Grateful Dead sounding, actually. Nobody knows where they're gonna go really, and they're all just kind of like looking at each other, like, okay, are we gonna one more? Okay, let's do one more, and they do one more. So later on, she kind of gets into her own and, and wants to be like in the forefront and wants to be like the main member. Here, everyone else is is everyone else fucking slays on this track, and I I, I get why maybe like if you don't like it, it's predominantly because of her vocals. But the instrumental yes. bits on this are fucking unreal. They're so good. Yeah, it started off strong. I mean, that super, super fuzzy guitar. It was heavier blues rock, hard rock. It sounded really good. Um, but then her, her, the voice hit, and I thought, ah, oh, dude, this is just, I'm not into this. I kind of thought, wow, she does sound like Janis Joplin, but I didn't know that, I forgot, or I had forgotten at least that Joplin had been in a band like this. And, um, and yeah, I just, I don't like that kind of, soulful voice i just don't i don't like that kind of style even when i regardless if it's a man or a woman i don't i don't care um it just doesn't i just i want something more unique it's it's yes she's a great she was a great singer and people who can sing like that they generally are really good singers but it's just it's not for me and there's just too much grit on it to where it's just it it's just not enjoyable enjoyable for me at least um, I, I just I, I agree I just don't really care all that much I just I just don't but dude this album is fucking fantastic and this is the only thing I've liked that Joplin did or even the big brother and the holding company did the first album you know similar to this it's just not as not as bluesy it's more like psychedelic focused this album is fucking killer okay. I love it again much like the Rick Rubin thing I like it, it, it despite in spite of Janis Joplin being on this track even though she's on here, I still love it. And like the, the like the way these solos play out, it's just they're just finding like the mood, they're they're finding the groove, and they're just letting it letting it go. And then and some of the solos are just like do 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 for like I don't know forty five seconds, and just, they just, they they've locked onto that little three note pattern, and everybody says oh fuck it, let's do it, keep it going, keep it going, keep it going. And then she doesn't <laughs> sing, but she kind of like hums sometimes. It's like oh man, that's that's the shit right there. That's good. Okay. That's good. All right. That's good. That's, That's good. good. And this motherfucking thing is like <laughs> mint. And again, I'm telling you, when That's you go out crazy. now, when you go out now, you start looking at these just just out of curiosity. You're never gonna see one. That, you're never gonna see one VG plus. It's not. I mean, I believe it. You really aren't gonna find anything from the sixties, sixties or seventies, uh, VG plus. I mean, it's rare. Not not this stuff. Not like like rock, not like Woodstock rock, like the big names from okay. Woodstock. Yeah, yeah, you know, yeah I, I find a lot of who stuff that's like men, but like who, who cares? Get it? <laughs> yeah, uh, that's, that's a joke. Whatever. All right, um, yeah. So that's all. The, that's all the <laughs> stuff I have. I was just super stoked because I'm just like, oh fuck yeah, I'm trading my copies, and I just have a slew of things I haven't gotten, I haven't even listened to yet that I've been trading in. I got another one today that'll bring to the pod next week, and it's just it's been it's been fun. It's been fun. It's been a good week. Who knew ordering owning a record store would be so fun? 
Exactly. God is good. That is good. God is good. God is good. <laughs> yeah. So anyway, um, I guess that's it, right? We we done? That's it, yeah. For, for, for years. Yeah. yeah. So this one came from Violently Please. This is hip hop. This is atmosphere, baby. Atmosphere. When life gives it. you lemons, you paint that shit gold. His fifth album or their fifth album. They're uh, the, the Minnesota hip hop group. Um, they own the Rhyme Sayers uh, label. And uh, I mean, we're talking. I mean, these guys are, are, are up there. These guys are up there for like the best of all time. They're they're it's pretty, pretty good. <laughs> I don't know if I don't know the song that you made me listen to. I couldn't get into. I just didn't care. Okay, but that's, I don't know how much of that's how much of their music I've heard. I just, I don't know. I based off of this song, I didn't really care for it. Let's just say that. Okay, that's okay. That's good. It that's good. Work, that's good. So so it's two guys. It's Slug and Ant, Ant's the the producer, um, DJ Slug's the the rapper. As far as like like Slug's storytelling ability. I, I think mm-hmm. there's only a handful of, of guys in the rap realm that have ever been better than him. 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 Got him. him. <laughs> <laughs> I think there's only a handful of guys in like the, the rap community. I mean, not, I think Nas is his top fucking two in storytelling. But like Slug, dude, Slug's storytelling ability is just so goddamn good. And he can just, he weaves in and out of like concepts and, and like tells these stories in, in like nonlinear fashion sometimes, like Quentin Tarantino style but they make sense after a while and he can either do it throughout the album or he can do it throughout a song or he can just do it like throughout a verse. Do whatever the fuck he wants. He's gold. It's good. I'm going to put this on your list. I'm putting this on your list. Yeah, you should put it on my list that I haven't listened to anything of yet. I know. You do do nothing. You do nothing. What do you do? do nothing. Nothing. Yes. Well, I did listen to 19 Rush records this week, but that is something. That's like seven, 16 too many. (laughs) That's wrong, dude. (laughs) Oh, boy. Anyway, anyway, okay. yeah, atmosphere. I I don't I don't know I don't get it. Maybe I like the whole record. Who knows? Okay. I feel like th- this song though that that you made me listen to. It just it would there was a lot of buildup before you actually got to something, and that buildup was just not. Well, I didn't think it was very good. And this is not this is an isolated track. So so these aren't. I don't want to say they're concept albums, but the the tracks do, the tracks do help each other out. Okay. They're better as a whole than they are individually. But damn, okay. dude, this album is fucking, this album's so good. Atmosphere is great. This is the second album that I have by, by them. So where'd you get this one from? This is Vital Me Please. Okay. Vital Me Please coming in clutch, right? I've been, this is probably my last year with Vital Me Please. Well, I get it. You have a store now, so. And just because I want to keep it lean and mean and I just, I've gotten rid of a lot of hip hop and I don't know. It's kind of cool to see. Like the other day, what I get rid of RZA, the Bobby Digital, and then I got rid of mm-hmm. something else too. And somebody was like super stoked on. It. He's like, "Oh fuck, like RZA's like my favorite rapper." And I was like, "Okay, that's well, that's cool. You know, it's not, I don't, I don't really care for it that much." But he was stoked about it, and then I was stoked about it. I made a little bit of money, and I went to somebody who's gonna listen to it because I'm not gonna listen to it. It's a good record, though. But it's I, a I good record, it. but I'm not gonna put that over fucking Thirty Six Chambers. That's silly boy talk. That's true. Yeah, you're right. You're right. Like, if I have an hour to kill, right, I'm not going to, oh, let me fucking pick Bob Digital over in fucking 36 Chambers. No. No. <laughs> no. All right. Is that all you got for the vinyls? That's it. That's it. All right. Um, I only have a few things here. Uh, this is this has been in my backlog for a while. Uh, you you forced this one upon me. Uh, it's from uh, the group Fat Boys, and the album is called Big and Beautiful. So This is good. their third record from 1986. 
and it's fine. I, I mean, I put it on and, and I knew it was going to be that, that, you know, classic eighties hip hop style and it was fine, but I'm going to purge it. Cause I mean, oh. it's not that much different than what I already have. And how much of this style am I actually going to listen to? That's all you like. Period of time? First of all, this, this, this well, is all that's you not like. True, dude. That, this is the only fucking style of hip hop you like. Second of all, <laughs> this record goes for like $3. So you probably bought That's it for true. like three dollars. Yes, I did. And it was I a did. good. It was a good three dollar listen. Yeah, it was. But it doesn't mean I'm going to keep it. Remember, like you said, you want your collection to be lean and mean. I purchased mine. I don't. I don't have it. I, I, I don't have it. But you're. <laughs> you're well, I, just so to, I just want to make sure that you understand that that this was a good three dollar uh, listen. It was that, and I it, it it was a good listen. But I'm never going to go back to it. Um. But, but like this uh, is yeah, the style that was, you listen to, so I'm just I'm just saying that's fine though. That's wait, right. Wait, what what'd you say? This is the style that you listen to pretty much almost exclusively, but that's not a big deal. Go ahead. But that's not true at all. Well, that, you know okay. that's not true. Well, I don't know about that, but I have more I have more hip hop records outside of that genre than 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 that. Like I think I have like three or four records in, within the classic hip hop genre. Get the fuck out of here. Crazy. Okay. If that's what we want to, if that's, if that's how we're playing this, that's how we're playing this. Okay, that's fine. Well, you you need to well, you need to well, you need to take a better look at my collection well. before you start spouting nonsense. <laughs> so, um, <laughs> so Fat Boys, big and beautiful, good stuffs. Um, go check out the song. It's kind of what you'd expect. Have you not listened uh, to this for this this amount of time? Yeah, I, I've had it. You, when was that? Like maybe Damn. six months ago. It, this yeah, this was. I didn't like. Where did you get this? You you put it in, it was that kind of bigger lot you gave me that you just been kind of collecting over oh, a few so months. It was, so it was free. So I just probably like got it somewhere yeah. for free and just gave oh, wait, it to no, you. Oh no 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 no. This was not the last. It was when I was out there with Mike when Mike and I Mike and I went out there, and so maybe like four or five months ago. So it had to be Nichols then. We were at Nichols. Yeah, we were at yeah. Nichols, and you just buy it. It's fucking three dollars. Just buy it. Just buy it. Yeah. And you're like, I'll just put it in your pile. Here, so I'll put it in your pile. Like, I don't want it. Just, just oh, fucking yeah. take it. Three dollars. So what do you do? Three dollars. Uh, that was your selling point. These three dollars. Like, this, is, this is what you should be doing. You should be listening to people that tell you this is worth three dollars. Not only is it a good record, yeah, you're never going to listen to it again, but you're going to go down this rabbit hole and see who are the fat boys. Wow, I can't believe they were like <laughs> fairly influential in the early day. They like the first two yeah. records were produced by Curse Blow. Like they're ingrained in, like this era of hip hop and they're super goofy. Why have I never heard of them? That's what you should be. You should be thanking me. You're welcome. You're welcome. You're you're acting like I never listened to these random buys. You're welcome. I, I, every Tony? time I who told you to buy Gigolo Tony? We were together. We bought that together. You're welcome. You bought one too. We each bought one. I purged my Gigolo Tony. Fucking guy over here. But I, every time I go out there, I end up buying like three or four records that of of artists or bands I've never heard of. Because they're cheap. You just don't thank me enough. That's the problem. It's just oh my God. it's a thankless job. That's fine. I've I've, I've learned to accept job. it. It's fine. It's okay. Is that cat? Oh boy. Oh boy. Moving on to more hip hop to better hip hop. Uh, Jedi Mind Tricks. Or not Jedi Mind Tricks. What am I? Fucking, oh, a tribe called Quest. On, dude. A tribe called. I, I don't know why I wrote down Jedi Mind Tricks. Wow. Um, tribe called Quest. Their second record, Low in Theory. Uh, I, I put this on here. I just I threw it on this week, and goddamn, dude, this this pressing I have, the VMP pressing, the quality of it, um, audio wise, packaging, 
is just phenomenal. I mean, and this is really just an amazing record. We didn't do this on the pod about a year ago. We did um, Marauder, Midnight Marauders, but this is just as good as that, honestly. Just as fucking good. I think you should and, be saying you should be saying Midnight Marauders is just as good as this because this is their best album. This is my favorite, and th- for anything to be as good as Low End Theory is, is a is a feat. Or Midnight Marauders is good, <laughs> but dude, Low End Theory is just on another. It's fucking, fucking amazing. Level. It never, it never, there's never a dull stupid. moment on here. It's, it's fucking just stupid constantly how good it is. banger after banger. Um, what they did, you know, from a, from a, from a production standpoint was just phenomenal. Uh, and then shout out to VMP, Vinyl Me Please. I mean, they just talk about a fucking excellent pressing. The first LP is green, is like this nice neon green that matches the cover. The second LP is the red that cover that, that matches the cover as well. It's just that that kind of matte and also glossy um, uh, gatefold, the OB strip, just everything about this is just the packaging was it was just amazing. Yeah. So, VMP always you know coming in with these great fucking pressings, but yeah, yeah, yeah Tribe Called yeah, Quest, yeah. the Low End Theory. I mean, we talked about it on the pod. Go check out that episode. I believe I reposted it already, um, where we did Midnight, Midnight Marauders. So check it out. And uh, this last thing here is uh, something I picked up when I was out with you. I think it, I think I picked this up at Nichols, at Double Nichols in Mesa, right? Is that Mesa? Yes, sir. And uh, this is a guy, a guitar player named uh, Larry Coriel. Coriel? I don't know how to pronounce his last name. Uh, he's a jazz guitarist or was a jazz guitarist. And really the reason I picked it up was because not because of him because I had no idea who he was until this week. But it's because John McLaughlin plays guitar on here, Billy Cobham uh, plays drums, and Chick Corea plays keyboards on this. And those three right there is just a killer fucking lineup. So that was really why I bought it. And um, dude, this this album's killer. And Larry Larry Coriel, Coriel too is just an amazing fucking guitar player. Nothing like John McGough, McLaughlin's more like a heavier player. He does he just does it differently. He plays guitar very different. And um, this this Larry guy, he's much more of a, I guess, I don't want to say traditional jazz guitarist, but he's a lot smoother. He's not as, as aggressive as John McLaughlin is. And and you could hear it on, on some of these songs too. You could hear the difference between the two guitarists and, um, Billy, like I've always like Billy Cobham. He, I've always just, I always just hear him as like this really bombastic kind of loud drummer, even in the jazz sense. Like I, he's just kind of a louder drummer, but here on this record, there's so much fucking nuance it just I felt like his abilities really really shine through on here. It's a great fucking record and I I don't know why I read this so much and I read read this about a lot of jazz fusion records but it, people always say, "Oh, this record is the first jazz fusion record. This one is the first jazz fusion record." And of course, this is one of those <laughs> records called Spaces where some say it's the beginning of jazz fusion. Um this is oh, I also forgot to say this is a second album from 1970. But yeah, so some people claim that this is the beginning of jazz fusion, but that's obnoxious. Uh, but you don't hear any of that cheesy jazz fusion that started to come come about in the late seventies, which you know we both absolutely hate. But um, there are there are some songs too because it is John McLaughlin that you hear, and also Billy, where you hear that Mahavishnu influence. Like there are some heavier moments, which is cool too. Like there's a lot of there's a lot of nuance on this on this entire record a lot of good change-ups it, it's really good I, I would recommend everybody go at least check out the record if not buy it 
Um, and also something interesting about this was that the the three of them the the, the three Dude. of them John McLaughlin, Chick Corea, and Billy Cobham, they had actually the day before they had just left um, the Miles Davis sessions doing. Um, uh, oh my God! What is the fucking bitches brew? Bitches brew. They had yeah. just done. They had just done bitches brew the day before. They came in to do this session, and that first day, Larry Coriel said it was just it was just terrible. Nobody was clicking. He said they were still like running off this like this like crazy space age high from the bitches brew sessions. So this entire record was recorded on the second day, and that's what we hear is the entire second day sessions because they recorded this essentially should have been two days but they only kept the second day session for this record because he said that it was just too all over the place on the first day and i thought that was really cool like coming off of bitches brew to this and it's it really is a stark difference to bitches brew it's really really different it is really early too for like a jazz feel like night was it 1970 you said 1970 yeah like it's that's still pretty early for like a like a straight jazz fusion record we actually have i was looking at his discogs and we have a he bunch has of so his, many fucking records. We have a but there's a record called Back Together Again, and it's just like this. It's like Humpty Dumpty at a, at a picnic table thing. Do we have like mm. three of those in the store right now? Well, all, all the three dollar bins. It's worth three dollars. I'm kind of sure. just curious. I'm, I'm curious to hear what that one sounds like, just because we have so many of them. I paid five dollars for this one <laughs> at Nichols. Huh? Um, I mean, it makes sense. I mean, it, essentially, kind of obscured. Not even obscure. I don't even want to say it's obscured jazz. Because these are some of like the biggest, the big heavy hitters of the the sixties and seventies. Right. So it's like, it's not obscure in the jazz scene, but I guess in the pop rock scene, it's obscure. It's it's like obscure. Or the general scene. It's not like mainstream. Yeah, I mean, really, the the only names that people really know of know in jazz are John Coltrane and Miles Davis. That's really it. Right. Yeah, unless like, you like the, yeah, the, the general person. In, yeah, normal person is going to just know those. Exactly. A normal person. Like you're, 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 I don't know. The general population. Average, average, the gen there pop. We go. average person. Yeah, the gen pop. Gen pop. Um, so, I don't know. That's all I got. That's that's all I got for my vinyl stuff. Glad I picked this one up. Definitely going to keep it through to my jazz section. So, that's all I got. So, let's move on to some new music, other happenings in the music world. Uh, did you listen? To, there's three songs that I want to talk about, obviously, in a we're not going to play them, but they're in that playlist I mentioned earlier. Um, did you listen to any of these? Yes, sir. All right. So the first one comes from uh, the band 18 Visions, local local band here in Orange County. Been around forever since the 90s. Not that, I guess that's not forever, but um, they put out a new <laughs> song called This Machine. It's coming up on, a, on an EP that I believe is re- being released next week. And it's just, I like, I like new 18 Visions. I think their last record was solid. Their, e- their last EP was solid. They're they're good. I just, it, I enjoy it. What did you think of it? So it started off and I was like, man, this song fucking sucks. I hate it. And then I, <laughs> I, I let it play out for a little bit. Um, and then it got really good. It got just into that classic, like metalcore kind of chug. Metalcore, yeah. And I was like, okay, good cool. Stuff. I like it. I, I didn't think it was like extraordinary or anything, but it was, it was good. It was good. Good it was 18 solid. Visions. Yeah. Solid. Yeah, good eighteen visions. They, I, I do like ever since they they got back together in I think twenty seventeen or twenty eighteen, how they just completely ditched their alt rock sound, which their alt rock stuff is terrible. It's just not good at all, and I'm so glad they ditched that and went back to the metalcore sound because they do it infinitely better. 
But um, yeah, check it out. This machine from 18 Visions. Um, the other thing here is from Green Day. So we talked about the Dookie box set, giant box set that's coming out in, I think, a month or so or a few weeks. And um, so they've slowly been putting some of the stuff from the box set on, on online. And they put out three of uh, three demos from Dookie. This one I put up was a 409 in your coffee maker. And um, yeah, why? This is a I, I, this is my favorite of the three demos. But it sounds know. exactly like the original. I know. <laughs> Maybe that's why I liked it. I don't know. Oh, I mean, all all three demos were good, and and ever and all these little releases or stuff that they're releasing, it just makes me want the box set more and more. It's just so fucking <laughs> good. God, Dookie and Green Day at this time were just, they were perfect. They were absolutely it's, perfect. Uh, I, mean, I agree. It was good. These demos are fucking killer. But anyway, check it out. Um, and the last thing here is Static X. Uh, the song, this new song is called Stay Alive. And it's just like, dude, Wayne Static's been dead for 15 years or what, however long now. And, <laughs> and just this is such a, a cash grab because like, I did we talked like about the it song. Before. The song was good. <laughs> but I don't know. Was it Wayne Static or is it um, the guy from Dope? I, 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 I don't know. They sound the same. Because they sound kind of similar. Yeah, they sound pretty similar. But it's just like, why go? I mean, they're only going under the Static X name because it's going to make them more money. More people are going to show up to the shows than if they were to do essentially a super group, you know, a Static X dope super group. It's just, it's just old now. It, it was cool to do it as a tribute, do the tour as a tribute and shit like that. That's fucking rad. But now you're just keep putting out, now you're putting out new music. It just seems so disrespectful at this point. Well, I think you, I think you do it for a little bit and then maybe like try and use like the proceeds to help like the family if they need help. Like that's, mm-hmm. that seems to be like a natural progression. That's fine. Um, but yeah, I agree. Like why the fuck are you still doing this? That's stupid. But like people don't get mad yeah. at Sublime with Rome. Why don't they get mad at that? I think the difference is, the difference is that with Sublime, they all got along. The guys in Static X and this version of Static X, they were all fired from the band years <laughs> before, before Wayne Static died. uh, Wayne Static put out like I believe two or maybe three Static X records without these guys especially the drummer the drummer was only on the first record I think the guitarist was actually I think the drummer and guitarist were only on the first record so it's like god damn dude it's really stupid and up until his death he always would talk shit on these guys they were constantly battling with each other (laughs) legal battles you know you know talking shit on each other in the press. It's like they hated the, they hated each other up until when, when Sadek's death. So this is just, I, it's just disrespectful. That's what it is. Silly boys. It is a bunch of silly boys doing silly boy things. I don't know. Um, <laughs> that's all I got. I'm, I'm exhausted already. We have a long episode. We do long night ahead of us. We do. So thank you all for listening. Go to Spotify, Apple podcast, give us five stars. Listen to the main episode because we're getting into rush. We're in Canada season now, baby. Uh, so that's it. That's, that's all. all. We just. <laughs>